Welcome to the Economic Development Matters podcast. I'm Brianna Morris, and together with my co-host Sherry Baslama, we talk about matters related to economic development and why it matters. Sherry and I work together at Edmonton Global, where we focus on attracting investment into the Edmonton region and helping our local companies expand internationally. On this podcast, we discuss how we can compete globally and build a sustainable and prosperous economy to enhance the lives of the people in our communities. Today we have with us Rachel Connell, the VP of North American Strategy for Competitiveness, or as it's more commonly referred to, NASCO. Rachel, thanks so much for being here. Thank you for having me. I'm looking forward to being in Edmonton soon. Yeah, we're and we're definitely looking forward to hosting you. So to start, could you maybe share a bit about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I'm actually down in Dallas, Texas. I'm sure there will be a few y'alls that escape my mouth during this conversation. <laughs> Love it. Um, you'll, you'll pick up on that real fast. But I am in Dallas, um, and I have been with this incredible organization, NASCO, for 18 years now. So pretty much the majority of my working career. Um, it wasn't anything I ever thought about, or I, I wasn't even the trade... Um, you know, trade and economic development and policy world wasn't on my uh, on my mind or radar, but I kind of fell into it and have loved it ever since. Um, and I um, am just happy to to be a part of this North American family. And speaking of um, families, I have two small children. I have a, a six year old son and a three year old daughter who is my COVID baby. And um, yeah, we're just we're in the throes of a uh, young life, you know, here in Dallas. Awesome. I have a three-year-old COVID baby as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be a real thing. They're going to yeah, have some kind of like, they, they have a, they're going to have a special bond. I think those babies. <laughs> for sure. For sure. <laughs> uh, so tell us more about NASCO. Uh, it's, it's history and it's, and it's purpose. Yeah. So NASCO, um, not NASCAR, not there's there's many other organizations that are similar and we sometimes get confused but nasco um we have been around for almost 30 years um we were formed right before the passage of nafta um back in the early 90s that was right around you know 93 94 um and we were we were formed here in texas as the i35 corridor coalition and the beginnings of the organization were really about um maintaining infrastructure and improvements to I-35 with increased traffic from uh, the passage of this new trade agreement. And so that was that was kind of where it all started and then has grown just very organically um, over the last 30 years. And we have, um, we're technically a nonprofit organization. We have uh, membership uh, from all three, US, uh, Canada, and Mexico, all three countries. And um, we have a really, you know, diverse, unique network of, we've got just a whole vast um, array of of members, but public and private sector and people that just really care about North America, care about our supply chains and our borders, our economies, how intertwined we are. Um, And we're just, we're all a bunch of passionate um, individuals. So we commonly refer to ourselves as a North American family. Yeah, that's that's great. Can you so you s- talked about the audience or your sorry your membership as being private sector and public sector? Could you give us a sense of 
who those members would be? Maybe some examples. I'm not sure, just to give a, a bit more of a sense of who they are. Yes, yes. In Canada, we've got a great, like the provinces, the province of Alberta, you know, you all at Edmonton Global, we've got the province of um, Saskatchewan and uh, Manitoba. We have more municipality, uh, you know, uh, city of Winnipeg and, um, you know, city of Edmonton and, you know, more municipalities and local economic development. We've got folks like UPS Canada who are, you know, obviously huge and doing great, great work. We've got even, um, you know, private sector companies like Lego who are building, you know, they're uh, building a new facility in the United States, but they do a third of their manufacturing in Monterey, Mexico. And as a, you know, mom and, uh, you know, someone who has a young family at home, like those little Lego pieces are critical to get on the store shelves <laughs> and across borders. So, uh, so yeah, so, I mean, it's, it's a really di- diverse, vast group. We've got um, you know, railroads and shipping companies and ports and insurance brokers, really all levels of the supply chain, because there's so many different players and pieces of the supply chain, um, you know, that, that make it work. So really anybody who kind of has an interest in trade related topics. Yes. Between our three countries. Yes. Amazing. Awesome. So you mentioned at the start that you're excited to come to Edmonton soon. So what, what's bringing you to Edmonton? Yes. So our NASCO reunion, our continental reunion um, is coming to Edmonton at the end of the month of August on the 29th through the 31st. And this event rotates between our three countries. So it's held in the US, Mexico and Canada um, every year. It was held in Kansas City last year, obviously in Edmonton in a few weeks and then heads back to Mexico to Monterey, Mexico um, in 2024. And we're so excited to bring our membership up. We have, shockingly, we have members that have not even been to Canada. This is their first time to come to Canada and they're coming to Edmonton. So um, we're excited for them to just see all of the um, the really um, amazing development that you guys have going on in your industrial heartland with your hydrogen hub and focus with your, um, you know, amazing universities and, you know, research and technology. I mean, you all really have some cool stuff going on. And we're excited to, to highlight that. I love that. Um, can you share a bit about the program for the event? And then also, like, are, is this open to the public? Can people still get tickets? Um, a yes. little bit more of that? I, yes, uh, I would be happy to. So yes, it is open to, um, to the public and the local community. That's one of the cool things about our event. While we bring our North Americans and a group of of us, them to your community. We also want to have your local um, industry and, and your local trade community participate and, and attend. So yes, very much. We welcome um, folks joining us. If you go to nasconetwork.com, um, you can see the program. You can find um, links to, to purchase tickets um, to the event and um, all of that, that information. Um, but a little bit just about the program. So the program highlights and kind of goes over um, some of our NASCO focus areas as an organization, um, but then also, you know, highlight some of the cool things that you are doing um, there locally in um, in the Edmonton region. So we've got a, a keynote from CPKC talking about, you know, this transformative merger and them being a truly North American railroad. We have a session on um, Alberta as a connectivity hub. 
um, and what that means, um, you know, your your place within the rest of our North American supply chain. Um, we've got several conversations on talent development and workforce development. We've got a tech and innovation session on uh, Catherine Warren from the CEO from Edmonton Unlimited is leading that for us. Um, we've got an energy and sustainability. Justin uh, Reamer from Emissions Reduction Alberta is leading that. So it's just an incredible program. There's also a session on CUSMA, and um, you know it's got our three federal governments talking about kind of CUSMA in three years and and what that kind of a check in, what that looks like, what they've accomplished, that sort of thing. So um, so a great great program. We're really proud of. So Rachel, for our listeners, so CUSMA, that's the the trade agreement now between the three countries, right? Um, yes. And that it's it's fairly recent, uh, I believe. Is that true? Yes. CUSMA turned three on July 1st. Um, and being a trilateral organization, we get to, when we say CUSMA, we, we say CUSMA, we say USMCA, and we say TMEC, because that's how all three, all three countries have to say it differently. <laughs> <But essentially, laughs> I didn't realize that. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yes. So it's, it's like three languages. Um, and essentially, you know, this is the updated version of, of NAFTA, um, that has, that has gone into effect, but really it has been, um, it has been so much more. It's, it's 34 chapters, but it is, excuse me, cooperation, uh, among our three governments really like never before. Um, I actually, I was on the phone earlier today with, with our friends at um, the United States trade representative's office. And I said to him, I said, you know, it's really impressive the level of communication and coordination that the three governments have had over the last three years. And not everyone sees that. Um, and a lot of people, you know, are often critical of, of the federal government, but, but they have really done a fantastic job, um, of renewed, um, you know, awareness of the importance of, of North America. And, and obviously, I mean, hello, we've had a pandemic and, you know, countries wanting to invade and kill each other and rising tensions with China and like, and trade is all happening in the background and trade is all happening in the background. And it's, it's, it's all of these things are really creating um, a renewed awareness for, for the entire globe and and especially for our North American continent that, hey, we ought to be working together. Like, let's not be sending our jobs and manufacturing and let's not send all of this off to China and faraway lands. Let's keep this here in North America because together, you know, we're better and we can do this. So knowing that you've spent like the bulk of your career, I think you said all of your career with NASCO, you've kind of had, I guess, a front row seat to seeing how trade has developed, at least through your career. Do you see differences um, from, you know, when when there was NAFTA to now with Kuzma? Definitely. Um, You know, I think obviously the the deeper cooperation, like I mentioned, between the the three governments has been um, has been huge. But Mexico the level of development in Mexico and a lot of people are calling this a lot of different things right now, near shoring, friend shoring, ally shoring. There's a name, everybody has their own name for it. Uh, but the level of, of economic development um, and near shoring happening in Mexico right now is just off the charts. Um, and, and that's even, you know, with a, a government that many people have, have issues with um, in 
currently. And so it's really, I mean, just to see what's, what's going on and what's happening there is, um, is really incredible. And I would say also there's been a shift in, at least from the U S side, I think from economic policy to focusing more on investment and how, um, how companies can invest in, um, you know, greater in their supply chains and, um, and in manufacturing, um, as well. And I think that kind of carries over into, you know, there's really been a push for, um, you know, semiconductors and batteries and EV and critical minerals and clean energy. And all these things have been, you know, a huge driver over the last few years. So let me understand a little bit more about uh, like NASCO's role. So is it about um, connecting trading partners in the three countries? Is it about advocacy to the federal governments uh, in terms of, you know, what trade agreements should look like? Like what role does NASCO play? Yeah, that's a great question. So, you know, a large part of our role is advocacy. Um, we are in Mexico City, in Washington, in Ottawa every year. Um, that's that's a large part of it. But then also bringing our members' um, needs and concerns, you know, to the federal government and to other, um, you know, key players um, is is a big part of it. Specifically with CUSMA, there is a chapter, uh, chapter 26, and it is the competitiveness chapter. And NASCO has played a large role in the development of this chapter. Um, this chapter focuses on worker training and um, workforce development between our three countries. And we um, we have we actually we have had an ongoing initiative at NASCO called our North American Workforce Initiative that we've been working on with um, the George W. Bush Institute here in Dallas and. We are actually at the Edmonton event going to um, to share and kind of release um, a new uh, policy review um, for the three countries. And and that's kind of under Chapter 26 in, in CUSMA. So there's there's ways that we, I mean, we're very much a, a doer organization. We want to do things. We don't just want to be, you know, a think tank or people out there with pie in the sky ideas. We want to be rolling up our sleeves and actively engaging and We've been involved with a lot of pilot programs over the years and different um, different grants. And we have, as an organization, we have um, border action plans where our members are, you know, giving us ideas and saying, hey, here are tangible ideas at the U.S.-Canada border or U.S.-Mexico border. Low-hanging fruit that, you know, as a, as a private sector company, like, doesn't make sense to us. Like, here are things that the government can be working on and doing. And, and our job is to just kind of keep the drum, keep banging the drums and, you know, reminding and trying to, you know, um, to make progress, even if it's just one small bite at a time. Can, can you speak about what some of that low hanging fruit is? Where is some of those opportunities that you are seeing exist? You know, a lot of it has to do with regulatory alignment. Uh, but then there's easy things just with like hours of service, you know, and like and certain border crossings that need to stay open a little longer or that, you know, things don't align on, on one side of the border versus the other. Um, some of it has to do with technology. Um, I would be happy. I could point you to the action plan on our website that has all of the nitty gritty details. So we're very excited to have this event in Edmonton and for some of your members who haven't been to Canada before for the Edmonton region um, to be, you know, the first part of the country that they see. And I absolutely love, um, how you've described the Edmonton region on your on your NASCA website for the event. Um, 
which which makes me have to ask how how was Edmonton selected to host it this year? Yes, good good question. Um, I have gotten myself in trouble, I will tell you, because I have said to a few folks that the NASCA reunion doesn't go to sexy destinations like Las Vegas and Miami. And someone corrected me recently and said, excuse me, Edmonton is a sexy destination. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and I, I stand corrected, but, um, but Edmonton global has been a member of NASCO for years. And even, even before Edmonton Global, when it was the Capital Region Board and uh, Malcolm Bruce has, has played a, um, a key role in just being involved and kind of flying the Edmonton flag within our North American network. And, you know, we said it's, it's high time we get to Alberta and we do something. And, um, you know, there was some conversation in the beginning about, or do we, you know, go to Calgary? Do we go to Edmonton? And, we um, obviously had a bit of a selection process, but um, we were just really happy to, to end up in Edmonton. Your whole community has been so welcoming and it's been a lot of fun working on this event. So how does that process work in terms of, you know, making those decisions? Did you come up and tour the region? Was it just a lot of information sharing back and forth? We did. We came up, we toured um, the region uh, last fall and and got a lay of the land and uh, my colleague had been up there several times before, so it wasn't new to her. Um, and, you know, we kind of scoped things out and, and put together a plan and um, said this, you know, this is a great spot and, you know, we want to be here. So now what does that look like? And we've worked with very closely with Edmonton Global and the province of Alberta um, and their jobs economy um, and uh, and training. Uh, Trade, yep. Trade. I'm sorry. Trade yes, yeah. <laughs> it keeps changing. Yeah, so. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> I don't even know if they know, but yeah, uh, I know it's jet. So <laughs> here we go. But jobs, economy, and trade, and um, yeah, and we've you know put together a steering committee, and we've had a great group with um, with the airport, and with Alberta Chambers of Commerce, and with Explore Edmonton, and your team at Edmonton Global. Um, and the uh, supply chain, um, supply chain Canada, Alberta Institute. Um, so it's it's been a great a great group. Yeah, and I think it's going to be a great event. I know I've t- you've shared kind of the program with me, and I was blown away. Like the speakers that you've been able to line up and the panel topics. I think anyone who attends, I think, is going to get real value from being there. I think so. I think so. And it's also, it's just a great networking opportunity. I think for your local business community, for them to be able to, you know, connect and, and, um, network with other North Americans from the U S and from Mexico and not have to travel and, you know, not have to, um, you know, do much to get there, just show up to the JW Marriott. Um, I think is, it's a, it's a pretty good, pretty good deal. Rachel, can you tell us about the Monarch Butterfly Initiative? That oh, yeah. Leading? I want to hear more. Oh, about my that. goodness. Yes. Y'all might have to stop me. I might go on too long about this. <laughs> um, so the Monarch Challenge. So we have an ASCO member. His name's David Eaton. And he is so passionate about the Monarch Butterfly. And um, he is with the with now CPKC Railway. Um, he's based in Monterey, Mexico been involved with NASCO for years and years. And he came to us and said, Hey, I 
am working with um, obviously the railroad, but also with Rotary International and some other organizations. And we, um, you know, this is the perfect um, uh, project for NASCO to get involved with. The Monarch is really our, our North American kind of symbol, um, a creature symbol that unites us and, you know, travels between our three countries every single year. And um, the sanctuaries that are in Mexico where the monarch butterfly ends up um, are uh, have been lessening and they have needed more trees and needed more care and love. And so this monarch challenge um, that we held for the first year last year was um, a way to raise money and raise awareness about the Rosario Sanctuary in Michoacan, Mexico. And um, we've raised about $100,000 um, to have um, 60,000 trees planted um, down there. And so it's been just an incredible effort. The um, Monarch Challenge will come again to Edmonton and be a part of our event this year. And so it's taking on a little bit of a different life. Um, last year, there was a North American rail car tour that was a part of the challenge. And these statues of the butterflies, um, imagine they, they went by rail to different North American cities, um, mainly where we have, you know, kind of NASCO member communities. And, uh, and this year, um, UPS Canada is going to play a key role in getting um, the butterfly statues across Canada and then down, you know, through the United States and into Mexico. So um, it's a really, really neat initiative um, to be a part of. The monarch is is becoming more of an endangered species, uh, and it's you know critical that as part of our you know sustainability effort, and as we're looking at the future of North America and what what kind of North America do we want to leave for our kids that we we protect um, we protect these butterflies. Well, and I know, like I've heard that story, even like as a kid about the monarch butterflies that they move from Canada through the U S into Mexico. Um, but I never made that connection that like it, it, it could be that symbol that unites the three. I think that's really lovely. Yes. Yes. I actually, I have a butterfly necklace now that I wear and it has little wings that move and it's, you know, really become, um, become a part of, of, me and um in our organization as well so it's 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 very special rachel is there anything else that you want to share with the listeners about nasco or about the event i i would just encourage everyone to come out and meet us this isn't a huge event with thousands of people that we're talking this is you know this is a small ish event um very high level but small ish and so you know, if you come, you are, um, you're going to, to meet all of us. I'm going to meet you and want to give you a big unabrazo, which is a hug. And, uh, it's, it's, we're very familial. So I would, I would encourage if you're interested in, in the trade world, in the North American space, um, and making some connections and kind of learning what's, what's going on. I think this, this is a great event for you to come to. I love the way you talk about it, Rachel, and it really sounds like an invitation to join a community more than anything. And I think even the fact that you guys, you know, call it a reunion rather than a conference yeah, exactly. is, um, I think, communicates that really well. Well, thank you. That is certainly what we uh, what we hope to to communicate in Relay. So that that feels good to hear you say that. 
We'll make sure the uh, uh, webpage or event link is in our show notes so listeners can check it out there. Okay, perfect. Thanks Thank for you so being much. here, Rachel. Thanks so much, Rachel. I, yeah, I, it was insightful. We're looking forward to seeing you in person. Yes, I can't wait to meet you as well. That's a wrap for today. Thank you for tuning in to the Economic Development Matters podcast brought to you by Edmonton Global. For more information about Edmonton Global or to get in touch, visit our website, edmontonglobal.ca. Follow us on social media, on Twitter, LinkedIn, or Facebook. And don't forget to follow us on your favorite podcast platform so you'll be among the first to know when a new episode drops. Thanks for listening. We hope you learned something new about why economic development matters.